syndicate this again on SoundCloud, and then from there it goes to iTunes, Stitcher, all those other places, and then Spotify. Right now we're averaging roughly a thousand downloads of podcasts. So you're doing good. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I I take the videos and then I uh, I edit the audio, clean it up a little bit, and you know trim off our banter's or whatever. And um, it, it's been working out pretty good. So and. We already have 10 people watching, which is good. It's usually a little bit better, but it'll pop up, I'm sure. Anyway, if you're not here live, that's your problem. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, let's get started. Okay. SEO This Week. Welcome to episode 125 of SEO This Week. As you can see, got two new guests on, two new happy, shiny faces. Uh, apparently Ted's not going to make it today. I guess he was having some work done and either the plumber put water in his panel box or the electrician hit the plumbing line and put water in his panel box. Uh, but either way, he's like doing one of those, uh, what's that? Ah, what's the name of that movie where everyone's dying and chopping, stepping in water and all that stuff? Yeah. But he's trying to dodge that experience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully he does. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. So, uh, how have you guys been this week? It's been an interesting week in SEO. Um, Heck yeah. Every week is an interesting week, isn't it? In SEO. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> so, what we're going to do is um, first, I'm going to, I haven't told these two this yet. So, here's how I want to handle this because I know one of these two is shy. And Moon, I would like you to introduce Marie. And Marie, I would like you to introduce Moon and make that a lot easier on both of you. How's that? That's it. I think it's because you can't pronounce her last names. <laughs> well, I can pronounce Moon's, Hussein, but yours, I didn't even, I'm not even. Oh, that was <laughs> oh, are you leaving it to me, Marie? To yeah, so you have to introduce me and I introduce you. You can you right. you go first. Yes, you go first. All right, guys. So this is Moon Hussein. She's been in the industry over 10 years. We quit yep. counting at 10, I think. Yeah, I think so. Like from now on, it's always going to be 10. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be we've been in the industry for 10 years. But she is also my partner in crime for Rule Your Rankings. And we talk mostly about on page. Shocking. I know. But on we talk about- <laughs> yeah. yeah. We talk about on page. So you can. Go ahead and introduce me. Okay. So, guys, this is Marie Isais, my partner in crime. We run Rule Your Rankings together, like she mentioned. And I think you've been in the industry for, what, 11 years now? You I have- think so. Yeah, I she has... Not- yeah, she has a very tech background too, which is interesting. App development, right? Like, you work with app development teams and... Uh, yes something along those lines and then she fell into seo and she's really good at it that's all. yeah that's about it <laughs> <laughs> i've known marie for quite some time but yes i never really had the story how did you two meet you're like you know you're both hating on the same person at the same time you're like oh, they're cool or you know or you're working on the same project how'd you guys No, meet? so i've got a really good story oh no so i <laughs> actually heard about moon in one of the popular Facebook groups and I thought she sounded pretty cool and she was doing some pretty cool things in SEO. So I wanted to kind of hook up and chat with her. So I sent her a friend request on Facebook and then waited a year for her to accept my friend. request. (laughs) I'm not even making that up. So a year later she accepts the friend request and then I'm like, Oh, wow. And then we ended up just starting to chat. Like, what do you do? What do I do? We kind of started sharing a little bit. And then it ended up, we had the same, I don't know, the same issues with SEO, the same pros and cons. And somehow we ended up becoming partners. Yes. So (laughs) I did make Marie wait a good year before I accepted her Facebook friend request. But, you know, it's kind of like one of those things, like when I started my Facebook profile, it, it came from a very personal space, right? So it's, it's it's a very personal thing for me. 
And then you have your profession kind of mixing in. So I was just wondering, like, I had been thinking about this for like forever. Hey, should I have a separate, you know, uh, profile for my SEO, you know, for my profession or whatever. But so that was the whole year. And I can't be very choosy and selective about who my friends are. So I, I think it was a ploy. It was like a ploy or a plan to make me even more interested. Right. right. But it worked out. So by the time she accepted my friend request, I was like, oh my God, who is this person? Right. <laughs> so, you know, being selective pays off. Okay. <laughs> so that's how it all went down. She made me wait a year. Yeah. And also, honestly, like around that a couple of years ago, like I got this itch in me where I wanted to connect with other female SEOs in all honesty. And I think I reached out and we just started talking and then boom, that was it. Like we shared our stories and, you know, like sometimes you come across a person where the chemistry is just there. Like you guys love talking and experimenting or whatever it is. So Marie happens to be that. Yep. So now we have a company, an agency we run together, the group that we run together. And it's been over, like it's been like what, a year and a half since we formed our company? I think officially, I think yep. around time yeah yeah and that's how it all went down nice i think yeah, that's a good segue moon kind of transition to the the beginning or the prefaces of this show was beginning of june i what i was noticing is uh, in the seo community it, and it doesn't take me to the beginning of june i've noticed it forever but it was a male dominated community and it's a mine is bigger than yours community yeah. Thanks for saying it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we've seen that. And in fact, when we started talking, that's probably what we started talking about first is where are all the women and yeah. who can shout the loudest? Mine is bigger than yours. It's just conversations we're never that interested in. And we don't want to get into crazy like social media fights because we find it like we have we need to pay our bills and do better things. So like right. we didn't really understand the, the industry, like we don't understand it. So we when we decided to launch a group, we were coming from that viewpoint and wanted to bring that across to others. Right. Yeah, I, I think it was a great topic. I got a lot of names. Honestly, I didn't even know half of the people. In it. And it's a shame because there's so many hidden gem SEOs out there um, right. that because they want to avoid the the nature of a lot of the groups that are out there these days they're they're not getting the recognition that they deserve in my opinion certainly right. nobody needs me to like you two don't need me to, to say hey look it's marie and moon but um <laughs> I, I think that there's some people out there and a lot of professionals like you know carolyn for example marie she works with yes. me, uh, over my agency and uh, if it wasn't for her, I'd probably be buried right now. But she, yes. hands down, she's way better in SEO than I am, uh, and she does. Uh, she's creative and more that she's always asking questions, which I love. And you're yeah. always asking questions. You're reaching new boundaries and stuff, and you're not worried about the latest thing that's going on. And yeah, right. So I think it's 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 awesome. Plus, it's refreshing. I don't have to listen to someone bitch and whine all the time. So. <laughs> sure. It's true. I think uh, I ha I actually have lunch with Carolyn. She lives in Austin, so we meet up as often as we can and. I think she brings a different perspective. I think women in general bring a different perspective and we're not going to shout over each other, but you're right. We're missing a lot of hidden gems because they don't even want to get into the social media environment that we're in. And so that's kind of why we wanted to change it and have a different type of group so that we're not always shouting over each other and getting into, I don't know, matches of whose is bigger or not bigger. I could care less. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't have the time to sit here and type out, like, <laughs> you know, four pages of an answer to prove I'm right. Like, there's a lot of trolling and this and that that goes on. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're right in saying it. So, I think me and Marie have agreed to just not give that kind of thing our energy. Right. And it's hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. it, it's hard. Um, it's just a male dominated industry. And there's, I mean, we can choose to give it that kind of energy or not. So we choose not to. We keep our focus on the better things. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I kind of fell into that trap where 
I was running around. I was calling everyone out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and, and it's just because it was just to me, it was a lot of people that are reading something or whatever and talking out of their ass for lack of a better word. Uh, and it, it they needed to be called out. And now right. it seems like that's it's people. You know, they appreciate that. They appreciate the freshness, but it's also for me. It's kind of tiresome. And I was along the same lines of you. Like I have two Facebook accounts. My family's on one, and everyone that knows me is on the other. You know, business wise is on the other one. But if I could do it all over again, and I had to start with a fresh account, I wouldn't even. My profile wouldn't have nothing to do with my my business, and I probably wouldn't get trapped in a lot of these groups either. Yeah, that is what it is. Yeah, Yeah, I think. I think a lot of the groups are toxic if we put that energy into it, or we can just choose what we're going to gain from the groups. And yeah. that's kind of the attitude that we took from it. Are the are a lot of the groups toxic? I think so. If you want to put your energy into it. So yeah. I think our standpoint is like, we don't really want to call anybody out and it, but that's never really been in our nature either to yeah. call people right. out. Like I don't have the energy. Yeah. So I think if we just talk about what we feel and know about SEO and just kind of go from that's the angle that we decided to take. Right. Right. And if people agree with you, they're going to follow you. If they don't, they're not. Kind of, kind mm-hmm. of right. Approach. Yeah. That works. Uh, me, I have the personality. I'll call someone out in a heartbeat. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stay out of your way, Clint. <laughs> Clint, don't call us out on the show. <laughs> Marie does have a side to her. <laughs> I bet you she does. Anyone that can rank a Trello board, she's got a side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, that's a great topic. I like to keep that going uh, if we can. I'm going to try to get Dory friend. I gave her the link. I know she's, you know, she's camera shy. So, but I want her to come on too. And it'd be a great conversation for all of us to have. With yeah. that being said, while Dory's getting the courage, uh, I am going to go ahead and start with the news, if you guys don't mind. And the first cool. one is uh, Search Engine Journal's Roundtable. It's a possible Google search algorithm on the 19th. Uh, if you guys don't know how he does this, he basically follows the um, Webmaster World Forum or Black Hat World Forum or whatever, and he waits till someone complains that it's uh, um, something's going on. And typically, if you follow those forums enough you can find someone in there every day and put a post like this as you want to Uh, but normally he's actually right on because he's matching it now with these things here uh my opinion is and you you guys whether you can agree with me or not is that the algorithm came out the algorithm change in the eighth was released and then like i was telling everyone sit and wait don't do anything updates will come and then you'll see what really happened and i think june 19th was the update what do you guys think? Yes, I agree. We The few sites that we actually track that we saw getting hit actually started to reverse. So we take the same approach where we sit and wait. And most of what we saw, just from what we were tracking, is some of it starting to reverse. So when you first get hit or things are going crazy, just sit and wait and watch and see if it's even going to stick. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. the same thing I did. So what I did uh, right after it launched, for whatever reason, I just decided, hey, I'm going to do a video on Pop and Cora. This is how to use the tools together, et cetera. And I made this page. The video is probably two or three back if you guys want to go back and watch it. Uh, what happened was uh, right off the bat, it was ranking 73. The did some changes and went down to 77. The update came out and went down to 99. At one point, it dropped out of the index. And then yesterday, well, yeah, right on around the 19th, this happened. I don't check my rankings every day, so I can only say yesterday. But there we are, number six. Well, one, two, yeah. three, four, five. Nice. Five, five. So, uh, and that's just with on page SEO. Right. Yes. yes. It's. Like I was telling everyone, don't freak out. If Google messes something up, they're going to fix it for the most part. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are still sucking right now because of that update, but yeah. sorry. I'm not. Well, if they run out, <laughs> I know. And if they run out and start making a lot of changes, when the next update rolls out, you're not going to know what really is going right. on. You're going to start getting lost in some of your changes. Yeah. I think it's the danger is a lot of people. 
this time actually I was I was rather impressed. Most of the people that spit out stuff and saying, "Oh, this is what Google changed," actually held back, which I yeah. appreciated. Uh, but the danger is people will a change will happen a week later. Oh, go do this, fix all of this stuff, and then Google update it back, and now you're still down there sucking. When if you had just left it alone, you would have probably been just fine. So exactly, right. <laughs> exactly. When in doubt, leave it alone. Yeah, that whole time factor. <laughs> one thing hey, we can't control we we just go nuts yeah. that's one of the benefits of having a lot of clients too though right because you can yeah. safely walk away from a couple of sites and be you know okay with that very so, true very true if you only have a few sites and that's how you're earning your income you're in trouble yeah yep all right the next one this one's fun uh, the Wall Street Journal published your article saying that millions of business listings on Google Maps are fake and Google profits. Uh, first off, duh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Google is profiting from them. Uh, I have a couple issues with this story. If you follow me on social media, I can't open it up because I don't pay Wall Street Journal money. But if you follow uh, me, one of the people that was cited in here sold methods to make Google Maps. And then he agreed to an article. In his defense, the girl, the lady, Catherine Blindley, kind of blindsided him. We approached him as a, it's a SEO article. We just want to learn more about it. And then it turned into, you know, his office smells like cigarettes in the basement. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what went on there, but apparently at the end of the meeting, the, the whole interview was rather contentious. So, so it didn't go well. Yeah, it didn't go <laughs> But it does raise a, a, a question Excuse me. Are fake maps, do you think that fake maps uh, hurt local businesses? And, when, and, I, and I asked that coming from a perspective of someone who does legion is that's maps is probably the number one way to do legion. And you're doing legion selling those leads to local businesses. <laughs> so you're doing all the work, you're taking all the risk, and you're giving the leads to the local business. The downside yes. is the local business doesn't get exposure in the maps as they would normally would. Um, typically because they've been ripped off enough, they don't want to pay for SEO. So <laughs> right. yeah. Yes, or they're paying for one of those other lead providers and not getting great leads. So I think you could argue both ways. Yeah. I mean, is it making it harder for some of them that appeared in the maps before? Probably. Is it creating more competition? Yes. Um, I, but I think we could argue both ways if it's hurting or helping. I know a lot of the businesses that I personally send leads to or work with already aren't in the maps anyway. And they're paying home advisor. Yeah. So I feel like I'm actually those guys I feel like are being helped because they're not getting a lead that goes to five different businesses at the same time. Right. What do you say to the, the business owner that doesn't want to pay for SEO and thinks that I guess for lack of a better word, they're entitled to be there and then they should be, you know, <laughs> and ranking and they should be the ones getting that, not you as a lead reseller. Well, I mean, if they could have been getting it without me, I think they probably would have been there already. Right. <laughs> and they're not. Yeah. So do they want to pay for SEO? Probably not because it may, you know, they've probably already been burnt. I, I, I often think SEO has a pretty dirty name to yeah. it. And a lot of times whenever I'm talking to someone about my services, I don't even mention SEO anymore. Uh, you can look at it and, and talk about it in different ways. I mean, do you need more work? Do you need the phone to ring more? The, the, the types of things that they understand. Most of the businesses don't even understand what SEO stands for or what SEO is. Or if they do, they already think they hate it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, a lot of times and I use on page to turn around campaigns really, really quickly so that I can win over their trust. So a lot of times everyone has done on page so sloppily and they've given the link route such a long road that I'm able to come in and make adjustments right. and really quickly they start getting the leads that, that they need or the SEO that they need. And so as long as you make them happy and start to win over trust pretty quickly, 
I never have that conversation again. They're just happy. Right. We've had this question before, and I'm going to give it to Moon this time. Your positioning SEO, and let's say you're you give it the same way Marie does. I'm assuming, um, and you position it as more business, more leads, etc. How much control over the client's website for CRM, for example, do you do? Because you can't control their sales thing. So, you know, the typical response from a client who gets a lot of leads and makes a lot of no sales is, "Oh, your leads are garbage." <laughs> Right. But at the end of the day, it's because your sales funnel is horrible. So how do you manage that? Right. I think it's just a decision that you kind of, you. I mean, it, it just depends, right? So, like, I know me and Marie have discussed this before. Like, how far do you want to go? Do we just want to provide the leads or do we want to train the business owner in this and that, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's actually a tricky question. And... I don't know. Like me and Marie have decided to just kind of like only work with business owners who aren't too fussy. Right. And they have, they have what to do once to deliver the leads. So it's not a waste of our time or their time type of thing. Right. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Marie? I, I agree. So we decided when we started this, that we weren't going to, we don't want anyone to tie up our hands. Like I don't want to train their sales team. That's right. not my expertise. And yeah. I really don't want to get involved. And we've been able to find enough companies that have sales already ironed out, worked out. And when we hand them the leads, all they do is grow. So you have tree service guys buying more trucks. You have, I mean, they're able to expand rather quickly. Right. Um, I don't know if we're just super, super lucky or if we have, you know, when we bring someone in, we ask them some hard questions. If we see them in the beginning uh, failing and saying, hey, your leads suck, we hate them, then we know, okay, this isn't the right client for us in particular. Uh, we decided to stick with more of the lead and SEO side of things. I really right. don't train sales teams. I really don't. It's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> Now you have others who provide SEO, train the team, figure out their funnel. I mean, do everything they need to do. And they're more of, you know, all hands-on business. Yeah, I think we, like, I was in that boat where I would take anybody. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I'll rank you. Hey, I'll rank you. And, right. And I fell into the trap of, of selling leads versus rankings, which is really what I was providing. Yes. Uh, and then if you don't follow your spidey senses and you're just taking on any old client because you're trying to build the business, uh, yes. you're in a lot of trouble. So I think that's right. what was. You can't. And I think in the beginning, we all take on everybody and anybody, right? Because we right. are trying to build a business. And so I think we were, we've hit a lucky or far enough into the business where we've become super selective. So if our spidey senses tell us, you know, no to that particular client. We know to walk away really quickly now. Mm -hmm. Right. But I don't know if everyone can do that in the very beginning when you're trying to pay your bills. Right. I mean, yeah. in the very beginning, I had to take on anybody and everybody too. Yeah. And just right. kind of put up with it. <laughs> but yeah. it's more refreshing when you get the fire that son of a. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me that way again, buddy. <laughs> fire. So back on this maps listing thing, uh, do you find that now that Google is, you know, this is public now, it, you know, there was, you know, the Joy Hawkins and uh, Mike Blumenthal's and they were, were making waves in, in social media and everyone was in the white hat group was, yeah, yeah, they need to fix it. And Google didn't really, the voice wasn't loud enough. Uh, the Wall Street Journal's got a voice and they're attached to investors. So do you think that when Google reacted into their art, into this and setting up stuff uh, like the ability to report listings, the ability to make change to listings, other people's listings, for for example, uh, or their automatic settings. Do you think they're killing legitimate business maps now? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Legitimate businesses are being harmed. Uh, you can kill a listing just by marking it in several different different ways. You can instantly kill a business that's been that's been there for 20 years. So is it hurting legit businesses? Absolutely. Yep. 
unfortunately, there are some douchebags out there. Yep, there are. I see it all the time. You've got groups surrounded by killing listings. Yep. Yep. All right. So next one, how to assess content performance and five tools you haven't tried. This is actually pretty good. It kind of goes into your wheelhouse. It's why well, I selected these in these articles, by <laughs> anyway, a lot of text. <laughs> yeah, and one of them is the content gap analysis. And if you guys follow, you want to read this post, there's some other tools that they use and stuff. You can check those out. But this is from, uh, I believe this is one of Ann Smarty's. Yep, this is Ann Smarty's post. Uh, and one is content gap analysis. Do you guys do that when you're when you take on a new client? Is that part of your initial assessment? Yes, yeah. it is. So uh, a lot of times, what we do is check. The competitors, we're looking for gaps, we're looking for everything in between. So it is something that we look at. There are content gaps, there's keyword gaps, there's all kinds of gaps yeah. that we take a look at. So that looks like a pretty good article. We'll have to take a look at it and see if we're missing out on any tools to help right. us make it quicker. Yeah. Can you guys offer your definition of content gap? Some people just might not know. Moon, you want to take that one? <laughs> well, for us, uh, I mean, we take a look at like the top three or four search results, right? Like what's ranking in there, look at their content. Like, I mean, there are special on-site factors that we uh, really hone in on. And it starts with meta title, meta description, uh, H1s, H2, H3, you know, um, the image. Uh, yeah. And also, what are, they, what are they missing within the content itself that their competitors have been really good at? So it's right. taking a look at, and you'll also find keyword gaps that way too. Okay. Right. So it's, it's a bunch of on-site things that we just like, we, we try to see how we can take this person or this client we're working on and fill it with, you know, uh, the content gaps that are going on, what their competitors have that they're lacking and how we can do it better. Right. Yep. So. I like it when the competition has a, a active and effective camp content marketing. Right. Um, yes. Because what I do is I just put them into RSS feeds and they they're doing their content marketing plan for me now. I <laughs> just follow along. I look at the shares and stuff and see the market reaction. If that one was successful, now I make one just like it and make it better. Yep. Yeah. That's, That's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. It also makes research a lot easier once they have all of that going on too, because then you can see where the gaps are. I mean, if the industry is kind of dead, we're not going to pull, we're not going to get a lot of information from it. Yeah. You're going to know right off the bat, whether you're in a content marketing industry. So when you yep. do that, so you will know. Uh, let's see. Next tool they offered or showed was uh, is, is sentiment analysis. Uh, I used to do this a long time ago. With there's another tool you can kind of plug it in. Oh, this one is makes you emotional. This is happy. This is sad, etc. Uh, so Anne recommended still doing that. That's pretty cool. I haven't actually heard anyone make reckon or recommend sentiment analysis in quite some time. I haven't either. That yeah. is really good for title tag optimization. So you need your keyword in there. You can't get around it, but you can apply the sentiment analysis stuff and do CTR uh, and run SERP Turkey tests on the different versions. And then whoever's winning is your new title tag. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and then page speed. Page speed doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's the five second test. She's it's not too far off. Can you get around? Can you do stuff within five seconds? Typically, I use three. Uh, Google uses three, especially for mobile. So, uh, and then the use of heat maps. Uh, this is actually a really good for uh, conversion rate optimization is the heat map stuff. Uh, and you can actually delete a lot of page or a lot of your page or enhance a lot of your page based on what, what the uh, right. are showing you. So you use anything else? Um, we also use Hotjar, but no, I haven't tried any. I've tried a couple of other heat maps. I can't even remember their names. So they probably weren't that great. <laughs> But yeah. Hotjar, I think, is the easiest. Yeah. I use Hotjar and Clicky. Um, Clicky. Clicky. You know, yeah. analytics, I use that to, to liar 
liar check uh, Google Analytics. So I put them on both sites, and then I just take advantage of the heat maps because they're there. So it makes sense. That's cool. Uh, and then she shows how to use this other web analytics tool to kind of follow your funnels along, which is probably useful for you guys. Uh, I do it too, but we try to keep everyone within the top of funnel market when we're doing our rankings anyway, so it's a little bit easier for us. Uh, but that's that story. Again, Ann Smarty over on the convinceandconvert.com. It's a really good post. She puts out some great stuff. And then 10 crucial mistakes you might be doing. And I thought this is perfect for you guys. Because uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> most of this is all on-page stuff anyway. So unoptimized pages and titles. Uh, titles and meta descriptions. Oh, my Lord. Yep. <laughs> so now <laughs> we come across. Not only unoptimized, but how about optimized for the same keyword? Uh, yep. I see yeah. that one. The Either we say keyword stuffing or not optimized at all, but yeah. Right. The new trend is going around is meta descriptions, leaving them blank. What do you think of that? Letting Google figure it out. Eh, we could argue it all day long. Um, I, I don't. I don't like to leave it blank myself. We still fill out meta descriptions. We're still worried about click through rate and that type of thing. If you see Google changing your meta description, which Actually, we don't see it that often with our sites, but if you're seeing it and you're really concerned about it and you want to leave it blank, you know, check right. it out, see what's going on. I think a lot of people have a lot of opinions without trying all of the different methods. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For us, we're still filling out meta description. We're still, yeah, like about, control, yeah. still, we're still worrying about click through rate, that type of thing. Right. Yep. So I've tested it and I've left them blank and then I've filled them in and I found that Google is not as good as everyone says or they, they think they're going to be. And what you end up getting is like a mid sentence annotation inside of your meta descriptions, yes, which yeah. really hurts your, your click through rate. So yeah. Yeah. You're, you're leaving a bot to come up with your meta your description and the meta description a lot of times will help with your click through rate. So I don't right. I don't see where we would leave it up to a bot. I think we still need to make decisions. Right. Yeah, I think it's just silly. Like, if, if you have the control over a factor, just go ahead and, you know, use it, whether it's click-through rate or, I mean, yep. do it. Right. Another thing that was tested, Kyle Roof tested this, is multiple meta descriptions. Have you guys tried that out? We have not tried out multiple meta descriptions. That's interesting. Yep. Okay. Basically, he'll go through uh, like search console and this page is ranking for one, two, three terms and he'll make a meta description for each one of those terms, assuming that Google will pick the correct meta description for that term. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That's interesting. Did, yeah. he, did he say which what was happening more? Uh, he said it's working and it's also a way to, well, you guys aren't going to like it, but kind of stuff your your html keyword <laughs> in relevance so yeah that's another benefit so hey if, it, if it's working <laughs> we like it yeah if it's working i mean it's working <laughs> uh here's another one does not do a regular audit of index pages everyone knows people go in delete things change things push the wrong button and delete their database etc yes i've done that a few times <laughs> um do you, how often are you guys going in and redoing an audit for a client? Do you do it only once a month or with tools now? It's a lot easier though, right? You just, with tool, yeah, with tools, it's on autopilot. We use Ahrefs. Yep. And you can put it on autopilot, take a look at what you want to look at. So you can run an audit monthly if you want to, and then just kind of look at what's being spit out in the report. It's not that you have to like every month go through the website yourself by hand. So, oh. Tools make it super simple. If you don't have that luxury, maybe at least every four months, take a look at stuff, but right. you can run the tools on automatic and look at it monthly if you want, every two months. Right. Uh, you just need to be made aware. People are always deleting pages, renaming pages. I mean, it goes on and on. Right, right. right. Yeah, I do the same. I have Ahrefs, a couple of my more important sites are in Ahrefs. Uh, typically, you put clients into SEMrush. We like to get them up to ninety percent on the on the audit in SEMrush, and then when uh, SEMrush once a month, we'll go through and run it again, and that's how we kind of flag, hey, we need to go look at. Yeah, and it, and it flags so quickly. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you should do it more if you have active webmasters working behind there? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> active webmasters are trouble. Webmasters, web devs, whatever yeah. you've got going on. Yeah, it just gets messy. Yes. yes, it gets really, really messy, um, especially if they're not very good. All right. Yeah. What's the biggest site you guys work on? You don't have to tell me like the site, but like page number. Um, 30,000 pages. 30,000. Have, 30, have you updated the meta description on all 30,000 pages yet? Actually, we did. Yeah. How long did that take you? It took us three months. It actually took <laughs> us. Actually, we got really lucky. The guy built his own platform and he was able to make changes within minutes. So like we completely changed silos, completely changed meta descriptions, and he would do it in like 30 minutes to an hour's worth of time. On the fly. That's nice. Yeah, um, we did it on the fly. It was the best system we've ever worked with. On the slower systems that we worked with, um, we've had dev teams make changes across thousands of pages overnight. We have the biggest site that we're working on is 1.8 million pages. Uh, and ours is built off templates like that as well. <clears throat> so that makes it a lot easier. It yeah. makes it a lot easier. And it's not as hard, I think. When we worked on the site that the guy had built his own platform, like we were amazed at how quickly we could move stuff around, and it really, really helped. Right. right. What is the worst system you've used? I'll tell you right now, the worst one that I've ever used is Yahoo e-commerce. I think horrible. For changes on the fly, the worst system we've used has been Ruby on Rails. Ruby on Rails. Yeah. Yep. It has been the slowest and the clunkiest yeah uh and it's been more painful to make changes right for for new clients let's say plumber carpenter or whatever what would you use for cms if you're building them a new site um it, it just depends i still like html i still like wordpress wordpress and i think is just easy to do definitely not Wix, <laughs> Marie. No, don't don't even mention Wix. Come on, you can be an SEO expert on Wix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. WordPress is easy enough, and you know that's. I think it's easy enough. It's easy for them to make changes, even if they need to. Um, yeah. HTML is. I just liked HTML back in the day because it was being hacked a lot less during the time WordPress was being hacked more. Um. I think there's different systems and it depends on do they need to make changes or are we the only ones making changes? True. A lot of times a client will ask uh, if they can learn part of the system. So it just depends on what a good fit is. Right. We do RLRs on, on uh, WordPress and then I do three hours with them to teach them how to use it. Yeah. Right. Um, so that, it makes it easier and it, it kind of gets over the scare because I know a lot yeah. of people are like, Oh, WordPress is complicated. I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm a big dumb animal and I figured out WordPress. I think, I think it just takes time. I think WordPress isn't hard at all. So like you said, you can spend a couple of hours with them, maybe even make them a document and they can get in and make small changes. Okay. Right. All right, and here's the last one is uh, not optimizing for mobile. People are still talking about it as if mobile first is some new thing and, you know, <laughs> never heard about it. But, <laughs> you know, is, how often are you guys running? <laughs> I, I think well, you'd be surprised. So, like, I, the work that I've done with Fortune 500 companies, mm -hmm. they were not set up for mobile. Right. They were not set up for mobile at all. And when they tried to set themselves up for mobile, it was a horrible, horrible issue. So they were actually shocked at what you could see on a desktop and then what you could see on mobile for their site. So it, it's actually, I think, still comes up on topic a lot, even though it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, the major companies aren't getting it. Right. Is it that they're not getting it or that they're not following advice from their experts that they hired? I, I don't know if the the larger the company, I think the worse the experts that they've hired. So <laughs> when, I came in, when I came in with my suggestions, they acted like it was the first time they've ever heard them. 
And they actually started implementing and like they wanted to implement, but they also needed help with the implementation. So they have huge teams. You know, you're working with 10 teams across the board type of thing. And it's not that they don't want to implement it. It's that they're very, very clunky. So if you can get over that gap and help them with that issue, then it goes, they want to implement it. They want to be where they need to be. Right. And the bigger the team is, it seems like there's more communication you have to do. You have to, you know, bridge these gaps. You have to be very clear with intent. Everything just moves kind of slower with teams. Right. Yes, it does. Yeah. The larger well, the company, the more the team. So I think that's the issue. Yeah. I think, you know, like a key is finding the, the, the decision makers. I call them plank holders inside of that organization. Uh, and setting yourself up with them uh, and it makes communication with them a lot easier to implement stuff like i do consulting for dex media uh, and we did uh some stuff with yellow pages you know they're trying to regain their traction they're actually coming along pretty nicely right now um and that's where the case where you know we had team heads that we talked to and then i really pushed my stuff through their on-site seo guy uh, and then that made it a lot easier because their their team heads were all on board with SEO. They yes. knew they had to do it. Um, the downside is when you're talking about sites that big, it's you know you can't just go changing things. <laughs> like the rest. No, yeah. yeah, right. It's yeah. there for a reason. So yes, you have to be careful. You also have to take all of that into consideration. You just you just don't go in and wipe the slate clean because they're. You know, their on-page sucks. Right. Right. All right, guys and gals, this is the questions time because I run out of questions that I wrote down for Marie. We didn't even get to do cannibalization yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. Well, Uh-oh. Yeah. Marie's Let's talk favorite about that. And if you guys have any questions for these two in the meantime, just drop them in the chat and we'll run through them all too. Uh, so keyword cannibalization. What the heck is it? So keyword cannibalization is when you've confused the bots and they can't figure out which page to display for your keywords. So it flips back and forth. You drop in and out of index. Sometimes you stay in index. It's just a big mess. But Marie, if Google is ranking me, ranking more than one page, and that's just a good thing, isn't it? It's a, it yes. Yeah. So there's good cannibalization <laughs> and there's bad cannibalization. <laughs> it confuses the heck out of people. Yes, if, you're, if, you're, if you're ranking one and two steadily and you're not strangling your traffic, then there's nothing to fix. Right. Nothing right. To fix. Yeah. It's, it's perfectly fine. But we're talking about the cases where you're ranking fifth. And then one day you're ranking second, and then one day you're ranking 23rd, and then one day another page is in second, and then fifth, and then 10th, and it just keeps going back and forth. Right. And you're actually losing traffic from it. You guys have any tips to find out, like, what can someone do right now to find out if their site's a victim of keyword cannibalization? You can check in your Google Search Console really quickly. You can check your pages, check your queries as exact match. And see how many pages you have showing up getting impressions and clicks. Uh-huh. Right. If you go on over the terms, you can click on the term itself, the keyword, and then it should list all the pages that are showing up for that keyword. And then Ahrefs is pretty easy to use, too. Uh, I think I've done a couple of videos on it. I don't have everything in front of me, so it's click on. But Ahrefs. Yes. Yeah. Ahrefs also shows you how many pages are you know coming in and out of index if you see multiple colors. Um, yes, you, you, there's an issue. Yeah, the prettier it is, the worse it's it probably is. A, a lot of times, everyone comes comes to us with cannibalization that is a problem with the same story. I'm just not getting the same amount of traffic that I used to get. Uh, I don't know what's happening. My calls have fallen off, or my affiliate site has fallen off, and I'm still ranking when I check, but I don't know what's going on. So they know there's a problem, and they kind of give you part of the story. They just don't know yeah. what the issue is. And 99% of the time we're finding cannibalization. Right. Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Coming through. Yeah. I lost audio on the plant. Do you guys ever use Google to find to identify it quickly? So we do. I, I, I didn't I didn't hear him at all. Did you, Marie? 
I, I think I heard half of it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I said, do you guys use Google ever use Google, the site operators to try to find it quickly? Yeah, you can do that. Um, you can put it into SERP book as well. You can do tons of things to find it super quick. So you can put it into the search operator, take a look, see what's going on. Also, if you just check your rankings a couple of times, you'll see the flip back and forth. Right. And that's an indication. For those who don't know, it's site colon and then your domain name and then your keyword, and that'll bring it up. If the page you want to be number one uh, for that term is not there, that's a really good indicator that you got issues. Yes. Uh, It's also a good way to to figure out related URLs on your page to do internal linking. Yes. Uh, So building your support pages. Don't give it all away, Clint. What are you doing? I think I think the biggest issue that leads to it is people are trying to to uh, they're trying to provide relevancy around their keyword. That's what we keep coming across. So when we see it and we notice that they're having an issue and we talk about it and we kind of look at the site, they're trying to provide relevancy and and they're doing that by hammering their keywords. So let's take, for instance, roofing contractors in Austin. They continue to talk about the top five roofing contractors, how to find the best roofing contractor. Um, what are the most five common elements of all the roofing contractors in Austin? And they do yeah. it over and over. So without knowing it, they think they're creating relevancy, but they're actually just targeting the same keywords over and over. Right. So they're going to create the same content with the same slug or URL, similar titles, and then they start competing in the search engines. Mm-hmm. Is what Marie's trying to say. So yeah. Building out their silos improperly. Yes. Yes. Exactly. What okay. So, so they think by talking about it over and over, they've created relevancy and their site's going to rank higher. Okay. Makes- to be fair, that used to work. It it used to work really well. In fact, that's, I think, why a lot of us got hung up on it. Yeah. Because it used to work. We used to take first two spots, three spots, four spots with no problem. Multiple spots, right. And so we're building. And that's why we had some of the updates come through. And now all of a sudden, cannibalization. We've been talking about cannibalization for a year and a half. And we have worked on cannibalization issues on sites for for a solid year or longer. Just working out cannibalization issues. Right. What is the most dramatic effect you've seen from it? Uh, the mo- I think the most dramatic effect was that the 30,000 page site that could make changes on the fly. Uh-huh. He went from earning, I, I want to say five to 6,000 a month. I can't remember the exact numbers, but we did a case study on it. Uh, and then the most recently he told me he was earning 20 to 25,000 a month off a site. Nice. So it right. actually dramatically changed the site and it was all cannibalization. And that's all you guys did was on page. They didn't right. do any off page stuff on. Page. No, all we do is on page for his site. All we did was on page and shifted his numbers that dramatically. Okay. Right. It involves a lot of cleanup and some martinis clean. Like, yes, a lot of martinis. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, most of our thing is to clean up sites. Uh, yeah changing the rankings of the site dramatically and we're not doing anything off page you don't do anything off page. ever or is it just you just don't want to do it um for our personal sites we provide off page we do not provide off page as a service because we're actually able to turn around all of the sites with just on page most of the time someone comes to us they've already hit it with as many backlinks as they can uh-huh. Right. So all we do is fix on page and we're able to get the dramatic results that we show for our personal sites. We do off page as well as on page, but we do off page at a much later date. So we do things a little bit differently where we're, we're some of our sites, like we have a site now that we've been growing for six months and we still haven't provided off page yet. It's still doing really well, really well. It's still moving up in rankings nicely. So we just haven't, started the backlink process yet right right usually our clients come to us because their website is stuck right so we'll ask them a few questions this and that and usually they've had an established site and they've done the typical stuff they built the links and stuff and then me and marie will eyeball it and 
usually it's something along the lines of cannibalization or something else going on that we've got to, you know, and then, so we don't provide backlink services or anything like no, that. No, there's tons of backlink service providers out there. Yeah. Do you think that because you're fixing the cannibalization issue, the on-page stuff, you're making the backlinks that they have now more effective, which could yes. be resulting in your rankings increasing? Yes, yes. So if you clear up cannibalization, you clear up other on-page issues that they have going on, the site is then able to fly to the first page right. and do what it was supposed to do. Nice. Right. All right. Well, we only have one question from the audience, uh, Spartan Digital. If you're working with a multi-location business that has multiple services, uh, would you do a service plus location page for each location or just a service page and then a location page? You could go either way. I know a lot of times we do service slash city. But you can go either way. You can make any of it work if you just interlink it properly and don't get confused and don't make multiple pages for the same city slash service. Uh -huh. So I do, location, I do a service page and then I do a location page. I don't mix them up. Yep. So we do service slash location, but we have worked on sites where they've already done location slash service. I mean, there's many ways to do it. Right. And we don't come in and completely tear up a site. So if they've already laid the groundwork and we can make it work, we make it work. So you can make any of it work as long as you keep your lines untangled and keep your on-page straight. Right. That's important. Lines untangled. Correct. Keep yeah. it clean. Usually it's a big ball of mess <laughs> that they've done and there's a big tangle. If you just don't yeah. tangle it up and confuse the heck out of the bots, you can make any of it fly. So basically it doesn't really matter how you build your silos as long as you build them in a consistent, clear way. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right. Right. Cool. Uh, have you noticed any website rankings without a defined canonical tags? Um, I don't think we have. You don't think so? Hmm. No, at least nothing comes to mind. We've done a ton of, of sites and a ton of case studies, but I don't think I nothing comes to mind with that one. Right, I haven't seen any lately either. But I, to be fair, I haven't even looked. So I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> if it if it doesn't come to us, yeah, and you know we haven't stared it in the face, then we haven't thought about it in a while. And in my case, unless I'm trying to make SEO, then I'm not going to look at your canonical tags. But no, God help you, you piss me off, and those are blank. So yes, <laughs> we've seen what yeah. you can do. We, <laughs> we were at the conference plant. We saw. It was All right, amazing. let's see. Uh, how do you change uh, like a ballpark number? Oh, how much do you charge for your on-page SEO? Uh, it depends on the site. Now, if it's a 30,000 page site, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. It's seven page site, it's cheaper. So it really, it really depends on how many hours we have to put into it. Honestly, it's how many hours the team spends untangling the ball of mess. Uh -huh. Do you have a minimum? Like I always recommend people, your minimum should be 750. If you're doing it for any less than that, you're essentially working for free. Yes. So our minimum is $8.99. So right. if, if it's not $8.99, we don't take you on. Or if that's not in your budget, we don't take you on. So minimum $8.99. And that's the smaller, easier sites. Right. And a lot of times it also depends on whether they can provide the content or not. You know what I mean? So sometimes... Yeah, there's a lot of different things and scenarios. I mean, if you if it's thirty thousand pages, it's not eight ninety nine. <laughs> right, right. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's three questions about how to identify keyword cannibalization. We already went over it, so if you missed it, sorry. Too bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just hit a rewind, but in short, we use tools. So get yourself. Yeah, it's tools. <laughs> yeah. It's tools or your eyes if you have the patience. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Carolyn wants to know what do you guys think? Tags or categories? What do you think of using those pages? Tags we haven't used in several years. We don't like them. Categories. <laughs> categories I actually like if you can name them something other than your keywords. Correct. 
Hmm. So we're using currently using categories to help reduce click depth and that type of thing. A lot of times though, most of the time, the category, if you're a tree service site, your, your category is tree service, tree removal. <laughs> and those are, those are the wrong ways to use categories. <laughs> right, so a lot of people end up using their keywords for categories. I mean, I've seen who will have a post or a page they're trying to rank, let's say San Diego, photographer in San Diego or something, and they'll have category by the same name. So yes. wrong way to go about it. Yeah. So an easy thing for that is I use categories. I don't use tags. I haven't used them in quite some time. And even if right. they are turned on, I know index them. Yeah. Um, but categories, I use them. I use the exact match keyword, the, my high-level keyword that I want, and then I redirect that page yeah. to the actual money page. Yes. And okay. that's, that's what we end up doing during cleanup because mm -hmm. everyone has gone after their keyword multiple times. So it's 301 to the page that you're trying to rank for that keyword. Uh -huh. Right. And that keeps that category slug in there. So your top, like SEO, for example, I probably never rank for SEO, but it's there. That's my top category yeah. slug. So um, you can use it and you can also use it in conjunction with a lot of different backlink methods and that type of thing. It's just, you have to be smart about it. Right. Right. So if you know how to use it and what you're doing, it's going to work really well. Right. Uh, let's see. Last question, because we're coming at the hour. Uh, uh -oh. And people actually ask questions and we're not talking about backlinks. That's interesting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that's the last three shows we talked about backlinks. So. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Um, a, a little known fact, I think I met Clint in a uh, GSA forum or backlink. Get out of here. Skype group. <laughs> Skype group. Yes, that's how I met. Wow. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah, how many years like. ago did you two meet? Like, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't even know how many years ago that was. Wow. Yeah, it's been quite some time. It's, it's been a while. It's been a minute, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped aging at 25, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I stopped at 28. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. Derek is Wozniak. In case you guys don't know, he does the SEO for cottongrammar.com and a whole bunch of other high-speed stuff. Uh, he says he does hybrid categories. Uh, there's a lot of big keywords in the category pages that will rank well. Uh, some static optimized content for the top and then have the posts under. So that's pretty smart, too. Actually, that's the same yes. process I use for e-commerce. Yes. Yeah. That's actually really smart. And so, like we said, you can use categories in a super smart way and rank. Most of the time we see people using categories, they really don't know what they're doing and they don't even realize that page is going to rank or they don't even want it to rank. So if you're going to use categories, you really need to get your system nailed out. So are you using it for backlinks? Are you using it to rank? So you can use it and uh, be really smart about it. But for the most part, we're seeing people use categories and they don't even really know what they're doing. Yeah. They really don't. Right. It's also a downside of WordPress, I think. The category archive, tag archive, data. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a lot of downside yeah. to WordPress. And you really have to know what you're doing to check off, to figure out what you're gonna index, no index. I mean, people still have like 20 tags indexed. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. So, and they don't even realize it. Well, I think it was like a year. Well, let's say two years ago, they fell out. Of a year ago, someone yeah. said, oh, turn them all back on. They're great. They're wonderful. And now they're out yeah. of favor again. So it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes confusing. And if you can't put it into your plan in a super concise, clean manner, you probably right. don't lose it. Yeah. So yeah, to go to back to what Derek said, if you're not going to make those pages unique, then don't bother messing with them. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. I think clarity matters a lot in SEO these days. Clarity yeah. intent. Clear planning and clarity. Yeah. Clear. Yes. All right. So, guys and gals, that's been an hour. First, I'd like to thank you both for coming on. I really do appreciate it. I know you didn't have Thanks to. Thanks for having us, Clint. <laughs> yep. I enjoyed it. It's nice. Thank you for inviting us. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Bye, Clint. It was fun. We had a great time. We love your show. And I would like to express the opportunity for you guys to tell everyone where they can find you both, uh, both your course and services if they want to hire you. Oh, cool. Wow. You go, Marie. I don't even know what's here. <laughs> I don't know how people find us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So you can find us in Ruliger Rankings on Facebook. A lot of people straight up just message us on Facebook to hire us. It's true. We do business on Facebook. And then for the actual course, it's ryrlevelup.com. Or a lot of times people just message us and say, hey, can you give us a link? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I yep. so we get a lot of Facebook messages, to be honest. But if you're looking for us, we hang out and rule your rankings. Nice. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you very much again. And uh, everyone, thank you for watching. This has been episode 125 of SEO this week. Bye, guys. Bye.